This is Meg Tilton at the ACAL Life, episode number 39, Embrace the Mess. This is the ACAL Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast this week, everyone. I am excited that you each are here once again on the Monday. So um, it's been a good weekend for us in the Tilton House. We all are well, which is amazing, except for... My parents were here and they both got colds, so I think that it's probably coming for us at some point. Anyway, I'm crossing my fingers that we stay well. So we've had a good week and yesterday was a little bit crazy. We had a lot going on on Sunday. I had to direct the ward choir, which is always something way outside my comfort zone. And I had to teach Relief Society, which is way in my comfort zone. I love teaching Relief Society. I'm, it's, I was just subbing, so that was fun. Anyway, let's get to the podcast. So the podcast today is about embracing the mess. So one of my favorite things to do, and I think a lot of women do this, is to scroll through Pinterest and house and look at pictures of like beautiful homes. And I love to look at rooms with color and beautiful furnishings and manicured lawns and amazing lighting. And it really kind of helps me dream and come up with ideas for my own house. But guess what? When it's all is said and done, it really doesn't matter what your house looks like on the inside, outside, its size, shape, or color. There are far more important things that make a house a home than what we find displayed in a professional photos or on social media. And that is true. Like I can strive for that, but the reality of me ever really getting that picture perfect home probably will never happen. I'm just being realistic, right? So I was talking about this topic with my mom this last week and the theme of the month about making your house a home. And she just did this really quick Google search and came up with this great article um, that was from Good Housekeeping. And I really liked it because it made a lot of points about what made a house a home and that it was really not about the sofa that we say buy for a living room or the color that we paint on our kitchen cabinets or the curtains that we hang in our dining room. The list they gave was really the things that make a house a home. And so I'm going to focus on some of those here today on the podcast. So the first one I just want to talk about is that really what makes your house a home is the people and the other living things that share your house with you. So my house would never feel like a home if it didn't have my husband in it and my children in it and friends and other family members that we welcome into it. And it doesn't really feel like a home without our two dogs. In fact, Nestle's here. You might hear him a little bit in the background walking around. He wants his 
to get petted. The other night, one of my children was gone at an activity, and I don't always feel like this, but I did really feel like something was missing. He was such a vital part of our home that without him there, it just didn't feel complete. And so really, for our houses to be homes, it has to be filled with people and filled with the things that we love. So I'm grateful that I have that blessing in my life. I know it can be overwhelming at times and annoying because they're not always the neatest people, but it wouldn't be the same. It just wouldn't be the same without them. And this kind of goes into the second point, which is that a house, to make a house a home, you have to have noise. And there is definitely a lot of noise in my house. And quiet in my house, I don't know about anybody else's, really only exists between, say, the hours of 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. And a lot of times there's things going on in between those hours, too. I mean, I think more times than not during the week, we have somebody come in, they have to go to the bathroom, they're scared, we end up with multiple children in our bed. So it's never totally quiet, it seems like. And that's okay. I love the quiet. I love when my children are sleeping. And I think that that quietness when everybody's sleeping really adds to a home. Like I love nothing more than being awake when everybody else is asleep and just knowing that they're all snuggled in their beds and warm and comfortable. But it's really the noise that brings my house alive. And it's going to start getting noisy here in the next few minutes. So I got to make this fast. A few months ago, I had this really interesting thing happen to me. I was standing at the kitchen counter and I was prepping dinner. And my two-year-old, who loves to stand on the kitchen counter, like he does it all the time, even though I've told him several times and taken him off not to do it. He was standing on the counter begging for food. And the two dogs were kind of circling because it was about dinner time for them too. And they hadn't been fed yet. My four-year-old was pulling at my shirt because she wanted a drink of water. My 10-year-old was sitting at the kitchen table asking me about questions for his homework. My eight-year-old was upstairs in our loft, I think, watching TV, shouting stuff down to me. And the noise and the chaos was just I don't know. I couldn't just, I can't describe it. It was like out of a movie and I had to stop for a minute and just kind of soak it all in. And I just laughed because I was like, this is like, this is exactly how they portray it in the movies. And I'm living it. Like I am truly in a circus and it was awesome. I just soaked it in and loved it instead of being overwhelmed or resentful by it. And I was glad that I was able to do that. So noise is definitely what makes a house a home. The next thing that I really like too, and I really do believe that this adds to it, is the smell of good food. I don't know about your house, but the patterns in mine are dictated by our schedules around eating. And there is nothing better than walking into a house and having an an amazing aroma descend upon you. I just love it. It's comforting and it's inviting, it's unifying, and I feel it's sacred. I feel like it's a sacred thing that we can do in our homes. And if you don't really understand what I'm saying, I want you to think about Thanksgiving without any of the smell. That would change that whole holiday for me, right? My dog just sat down (laughs) with a thud. 
And I think that that's so much what makes certain events and certain memories for us is that sensory of smell. And so definitely having good smells of food and what that means that we're going to have dinner together and that we're going to be able to chat and be able to connect is so important in making your house a home. Okay, so the next one I think is really a great one. Something that makes our house a home are all the dings, scratches, and flaws. Now, I dream of a showroom house, but that is not my reality, right? I don't think it's a reality for most of us. There are so many scuffs, chipped paint, and stains scattered around my house for that to ever be possible, but all those scuffs, chips, and stains are the very things that make my house a home. So several years ago, I had a sweet lady in my ward put a message out on Facebook that she had peaches for anyone who would like them. And so I jumped at the offer and I drove down to her house the next day. Somehow in the conversation that we had when I got to her house, it came up that the original peaches she had gotten had gone bad. And so she had gone that very morning and gone and picked more peaches for me. Now, This meant a lot to me because the temperatures had been really high that week, and so I knew it wasn't the most pleasant job for her to have gone and picked them. And I even told her, I said, you didn't have to do that. Like, I could have gone and picked them myself. And she said, no, I promised you these peaches, and I was going to go get them. And I just thought, that is just so sweet. And I was so touched by that act. And so I brought the peaches home, and I set the box on my kitchen counter. And we ate them as fast as we could, but a few in the bottom of the box went to mush and leaked through the cardboard and left a stain on my granite countertop. And I was able to get most of the stain up, which I have that trick if anybody wants to know how to get a stain out of your granite, but a little bit of the stain has remained. And you know what? I'm not disappointed in the coloration of the counter. And really, I'm the only one that notices it. I can point it out to people, but it's not something that's totally noticed. But every time I look at that stain, instead of being mad that there is a stain on my counter, I'm always reminded of this sister and the selfless act that she did for me and the kindness of her heart and what she was willing to do to keep her promise. And I just think that that's awesome. And so I want you to kind of welcome those flaws of your home because all the flaws and all the nicks and the scrapes and the stains, they all are made of memories and that's a great thing and that the memories are what makes a house a home right so the next one is the endless to-do list oh my gosh don't even get me started on my to-do list in this house it is so long and so overwhelming i usually ignore it (laughs) to be honest but i think that a home is kind of like a metaphor for our lives It needs to be maintained, it needs to be worked on, it needs to have upgrades, it needs to be repaired. And once you get done with one project, there is always another one right behind it. But I think that's what's so great. It allows us to constantly be improving, to constantly be creative, and to work. And just like we always should be wanting to improve and be creative and work and make our lives better. 
our home is just a metaphor of the rest of our lives, right? And I think that that's such an amazing thing and an amazing gift, really, from our Heavenly Father to be able to give us something to work on and improve in a physical sense, as well as a reflection of ourselves that we can always constantly be working on and improving ourselves. And I think that that's so great. And the last one on the list that I'm going to talk about is the constant mess. I once read a meme on Facebook that I thought was so true. I just laughed. It said, cleaning a house with kids in it is like trying to brush your teeth while eating an Oreo cookie. Oh my gosh. So true, right? The mess in my house is a constant mess battle and it takes daily vigilance. But I really believe it's an important part of making a house a home. If we do the best we can to clean up and to teach our children to clean up and know we will never be perfect for more than maybe like five seconds in our house, because it's true, like you clean the floor, your kid throws up on it, you um, clean the counter, your kid stands on it or spills milk. Um, you wash the clothes, they get dirty again. It's just constant. But if you're at least striving and constantly working at it, you're doing it all right. And you are living and living is messy. And that is a beautiful thing. And I just think embrace the mess. Just embrace it. I know it's hard. (laughs) Believe me, I struggle with this one too. But I really do know that that is a sign that we're living and that we have this amazing life and this amazing home. Whatever your home is, it's amazing because it has the people that you love in it and it's a place to create memories and to grow and to become the people that we're supposed to become. So I hope you can take some of these and really internalize them and implement them in your life and how you live your life and view your home. So I hope you guys all have a great week. I will see you back here next week when I will be interviewing Laura Nicewainer. I met Laura in a self-reliance course through the church on how to start your own business, which was a great class. And so I recommend that any of you who are thinking about starting your own business or need help with your finances or um, maybe going back to school, and they offer one other one that I don't remember, They offer four classes that are great. I happen to take the one on how to start your own business. So definitely look into that. But Laura has a house cleaning business and I just loved interviewing her because she not only went into sharing some awesome tips about cleaning, but she also talks about the spiritual importance of cleaning as well. And so you don't want to miss this. She's such a spiritual woman and she gives such great insight and I just love it. So make sure you check back next week for that one. If you like what you've heard today, be sure you share it with your friends on Facebook or Instagram or any other of your favorite social media outlets. And also pop on over to iTunes and leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. I hope you guys all have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.